Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Creative Soul Podcast. My name is Leah, and I am so happy that you are here. If you are a returning listener, then welcome. I'm so grateful to have you in this community, to be with you week after week, sharing these episodes, sharing these messages, sharing these conversations from some of the most inspiring people that I know And if you're new here, then welcome. You've come to the right place if you're looking for inspiration, if you're looking for connection, for community, to talk about all the topics under the umbrella of creativity and spirituality and what it means to be a growing, ever-evolving human being on this planet. I can't believe that this is our final episode of 2021. We have made it to the end of the year, another challenging year in the global collective. A lot going on, a lot of ups and downs um, for everyone I know being in the state of the world that we are still in ever since 2020. And I'm currently recording this solo episode. Actually, it is now the 22nd. Um, So it's the day after my birthday. My birthday was yesterday on the 21st. Now, when you listen to this, it'll be about a week ago. But I, uh, being like a Christmas baby, having my birthday at the end of the year, it always offers me a very good chance to look at my life, look at my year and how the year went, really be able to reflect on it, to process it, to see what happened, you know, to really look at at what that was so that I can then move forward and make space for newness in the new age that I am and also in the new year 2022. So today I'm going to share a solo episode, again, straight from my heart, like always, where I kind of want to go over the process of my year, what that looked like for me, and some of the lessons that I learned. And like I said, I think this year was challenging for many. I was actually talking to a friend, and it feels like 2021 for a lot of people was the processing year. 2020 was hard on so many levels for so many people, whether you lost a job, whether you lost a family member, whether you were sick yourself, um, you know, whether you just dealt with the fear and the anxiety of the unknown and of not knowing you know, how, how everything was going to turn out. 2020 was kind of the event, the trauma, if you will, and 2021 seemed to be for many the processing year, the year that we really dug into the shit, for lack of a better word, and, you know, started to find a new way for ourselves. Things that were true for us before the pandemic might not be true for you anymore, and I definitely found that to be true in my journey, especially in this year, and really had a hard time grappling with, okay, my old direction is lost. The direction that I had um, planned out for myself my entire life of how I thought my life was going to go, of what I thought I wanted, completely shifted and changed as a result of the pandemic. And this year, 2021, was really about finding that new direction. And for most of the year, I felt completely and utterly lost. I felt like I had no direction. I felt like I had no purpose. What had, 
lit me up before and what I had wanted for so long was just no longer true for me. So I had to really look inside myself and process all of that to really find my new truth and really pave this path and continue to walk the path and continue to pave the path forward. So I'm sure many of you can relate that maybe this year was really a processing year for you. Maybe you had big events happen this year, but again, I love to take this time at the end of the year, especially now that we've entered the winter season, no matter where you are, no matter what climate you're living in on the on the U.S., we're in winter season, especially on the East Coast, and it's a time for stillness. It's a time for recalibration. It's a time for going inward and really allowing that rest to take place so that you can recharge and then be open and ready to receive what's coming next in the new year. So where do I even begin? I want to go over just the truth of what happened this year. And I want to kind of tell the story just as unbiased as possible, because when you're sharing personal experiences from your life, a lot of emotions can come up. Um, and I've processed so many emotions this year. I think I've processed the, the most amount of emotions that I've ever had. Uh, I shared on I, I shared this birthday post where I was really reflecting on my my year, age 26. And I shared that I cried the most that I've ever cried. And externally, this was the most beautiful year of my life. There was, you know, two sides of this truth. And I think that's going to be a big theme for this podcast episode today about truth, because this year I really looked at what truth is and what it means, because I was living in a world, we were all living in a world where, as you can see in the collective, there are many different truths there. Even in what is going on in the world, people can't seem to agree on what is actually happening. And I really struggled with that because as a seeker of truth, as a seeker of knowledge, as a curious person, I always want to know what the truth is. And I always felt like there was one truth. And that may be true, but that may also not be true. Um, as we kind of see on the global scale, there are so many different opinions and perspectives. And one person will say one thing and then the other person will say the exact opposite. And both people will hold that belief as true. And so I was seeing that play out kind of in the global scale and really asking myself, like, how can people believe such different things? How can we, one person, you know, swear to their life that this is the truth, but then the other person say the exact opposite? Like there has to be a truth, right? So I was really struggling with that um, just on the global scale, but then also in my personal life, really uncovering my truth and what is truth and are there even, is there even one truth? So that's definitely a theme of today. Um, but as I look back on the year and, and, and everything that happened, I can see that there's the way that it looked, there's the way that it felt, and there's the way that it actually was. So for me now, truth has taken on this different meaning that even if something looked one way, even if to other people it looked like your life was going amazing. I mean, if you had seen my Instagram this year where I was traveling to all of these different countries and getting to explore and 
even there being one truth where I had time and location and financial freedom, which is something that I've desired for many years. I've been manifesting it into an existence for many, many years, something that I've wanted so badly. And I got that. I received that. If I look at that truth, I received that. I wasn't held down by a job. I was able to create my own schedule. And I was also luckily financially free. And those resources and that all of that, how that happened is not how I thought it would happen, but it did happen. That was one truth. And then there's the other truth where I really had to slow down. I really had to take time to process, to be in stillness. And that was super uncomfortable for me as I was unraveling so many different patterns, so many different behavioral patterns, so many different thought patterns. It's just the way that I lived my life had to be completely reexamined and not redesigned, but really just looked at and, and ask myself, is, is this still true for me? Do I still need to play on this pattern? Do I still need to act my life out in this way just because I've always done it this way? So let's get into it. So let's see. I remember I started out January 2021 with actually getting COVID. Um, I got COVID because my sister had her baby. She delivered her baby on Christmas Day and she had an at-home birth and the midwife who was at the birth was positive for COVID. She got tested, was positive for COVID. So I started out the year getting sick with COVID. Um, it wasn't it wasn't bad for me. I was just sick for a couple days. Uh, just had like headache, fever, and a little bit of chills. Um, but it only lasted like five days and luckily I was totally fine. So that happened and I had also found out late or maybe mid-December of 2020, that I was going to be furloughed from my job. I was working at a big theater in New York City, and because of the pandemic, because they were closed for a couple years, I, I guess at that point, or maybe a year at that point, I, honestly, I like can't even keep track of how much time it's been. I'm like, has it been a year and a half? Has it been two years? Has it been, who knows? But so because of the pandemic, I got furloughed from my job, and I was actually so excited to be furloughed from my job because... I've always dreamed of having my own business. I've always wanted to put my all my efforts and all my energy into creating my own business and sharing workshops and doing this podcast and really wanted to go like full force in my business. And so 2021, I was like, this is the year that I'm going to go full force in my business. Like nothing's going to stop me. I'm going to work on it every day. And it's like, I'm just going to make that a reality. This is going to be the year that I make that a reality. So in the weeks leading up to my furlough, I then started to get really anxious about like, oh my gosh, like if I don't have a job, like what will I do with all my time? And I'm someone who has always been really busy, keeps herself super busy. In college, I was taking like the max credits that you could take was in classes all day. And that's just the pattern that I'm used to being busy, constantly doing something like I never had idle time. I don't even like to watch TV. Um, I read for like my downtime, but I don't. I don't like to sit still and do nothing because I'm like, well, why would I do nothing when I can do something, when I can be creating, when I can be sharing, when I can be producing? And I really was stuck in that mindset of constantly producing, constantly creating, like constantly thinking of another idea so that I could work on it. And something that I love is having projects. I love 
having projects to do because they make me feel purposeful, because they make me feel like I'm doing something. So that was definitely a pattern that was coming up. And so that fear that was rising when I was like, okay, I've always had a full-time job and I've always had like five jobs at once. I was not only working my full-time job, I was also working on my business, working on the podcast. Uh, I was doing part-time work for this woman that I work for and I still work for her, but I was doing a lot of different things and I'm used to that. I'm always used to like multitasking, to doing all the things at once. And so I really started to freak out, like what am I going to do with all my time? And I remember there was a couple weeks there where I literally was watching like YouTube videos of people's day in the life because I'm like, well, what, what do people do? What do people do all day? Like if they have nothing to do, what do they do? And so that was a big kind of hurdle that I had to jump over. But again, I was really passionate about continuing to to grow my business and to really go full force with that. So I started to plan out the workshop that I wanted to create uh, in the beginning of the year, which was Discover Your Creative Soul, which I led in April and May of 2021, which was a six-week workshop where we really went on this like creative journey. We went on this journey really focused on the creative process and not the creative product. And we learned all these new tools and we met once a week and wrote together in community for two hours. And it was a really beautiful group. But also that was a different process for me because usually when I have an idea, I just jump right into it and just like get it out because I don't even want to think about it. I just want to like Oh, I have the idea. Okay, I'm going to make it happen. And that is a big pattern for me too of always making things happen because I always had the the sense that, okay, if if I don't make it happen, it's not going to happen. And so I have to make it happen. So I have to do, I have to do, 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 do. And this year, because I was starting to re-examine my business and really try to focus on growing that, I decided to work with a coach at the beginning of the year just to get me on the right track. So I worked with a coach for a couple weeks and she was really encouraging me to take my time with the process to really allow the ideas to flush out instead of just, okay, I have the idea, now I'm going to push it out. So I really took time with it. So I had the idea maybe December 2020 and then was planning it and prepping for it from December until April when we launched and when we started. And so that was the most amount of time that I had ever taken on a project like that. Which, looking back, is so funny because December to April does not sound like that much time at all. But again, the truth of what I was feeling in the moment was that I was taking time. I was not rushing. I was really being with the process. And so by by the end of that, I was kind of feeling... And, and, I, and I learned a lot in that process, especially around like sticking with something and committing to something and led the group and felt beautiful about it. We had a beautiful group, uh, beautiful community members. Maybe you were a part of it. Thank you. And after that, after I completed Discover Your Creative Soul back in May, I... Oh, oh my gosh. Okay, now I'm going to be all over the place. But let's back up a little bit to my personal life, what was happening in my personal life. Um, so I've mentioned before on this podcast, but my partner was in the Navy for nine years and his date to get out of the Navy was in August of 2021. And he wanted to go to college and he had applied to like a couple schools. And so all throughout when we're thinking of like, where is he going to go to college? 
we were thinking about Florida because he has family in Florida. He went to high school in Florida. And I was like, okay, I'll live by the beach. Like, sure, that sounds great for me. So we were kind of planning to move to Florida, but then there was this specific school that he really wanted to go to in Michigan. And as he was applying to the school, like he never really took it that seriously because he didn't think he was going to get in because he was pretty competitive. And it's this very, very small liberal arts school in the middle of Michigan. And he didn't, we didn't really take that seriously as an option. Like what will we do if he gets in? So, um, he had applied and we were waiting for his decision. Like, see, like still planning. We're going to go to Florida. We're going to go to Florida. We're going to go to Florida. And then on our three-year anniversary, so it was the day of our three-year anniversary, we were about to go out to dinner. And this was like a Sunday. And we had been checking the mail. He had been checking the mail like every day. And if you remember, you know, being that age, being accepted into college, how, how stressful and intensive a process it is. So I was kind of watching him going through this. And it was a Sunday night. We were about to go to our three-year anniversary dinner. And I was just like, you know what? Let, let's check the mail. Like, I mean, it's Sunday. They didn't deliver the mail today, but let's check the mail. So we go and check the mail and I see he has a package from this school and it's one of those big envelopes. And again, if you've gone through the college admission process, you know that those big envelopes usually mean an acceptance. You know, if they're going to send a rejection, they usually send it in the normal envelopes. So I already had this feeling like, oh my gosh, my life is about to change. Like what is going to happen? So we didn't want to open the letter. We were like, let's just wait until after our dinner. Like, let's just focus on our anniversary and then we'll figure it out later. So, but of course, like all throughout dinner, we're nervous. We're like trying not to think about what will happen. And so then we get home and we open the letter and it's an acceptance. And while it was a happy moment for him because this was something he really wanted, it was also this like devastating moment for me of like, Am I going to lose my partner? Am I going to lose my love? Am I going to have to move to Michigan? Like all of these thoughts and questions started to come up. And so then since April, from like April to maybe June, I, I guess it was a couple months, we were going back and forth of like, what are we going to do? How are we going to make this work? And I had looked up this place in Michigan where the college was, and there was, it was literally in a town of 8,000 residents. Um, that is a really, really small place. Uh, it didn't have any yoga studios, no restaurants, no coffee shops, like nothing that I'm used to. Um, and definitely not a place that I would choose to move to. So then I was left this, with this really hard question of like, how do you be in partnership? How can you both go after your dreams? Like if two people are being led on different paths. So that was a super difficult time for me because also at the same time, my, my themes were, that were coming up was really about home and my sense of identity and belonging. And like I said in the beginning, the pandemic really changed that for me. Um, before the pandemic, I had dreams of being on Broadway. All my life, I studied theater and wanted to do musical theater as a career. And that was slowly fading after I got out of college and really got into the real world and started working. And then throughout the pandemic, it was just a clear no from me that this was not the people that I align with anymore. This is not the path that I want to go down, especially it being such a risky path. And the fact that theaters were closed for almost two years and just that, you know, there was something else that lit me up more, which was the work that I was doing, my business that I was creating or that I am creating. And so I was also really struggling with that because 
theater people and the people that I had been surrounded my whole life, like that was my community. Those were my people. And because I felt like I no longer really aligned with them, I was like, well, where is my community? I have no community. Where, where is my belonging? And so I was really asking myself a lot of questions relating to belonging and identity. And then also home, home being my partner. And I had been living with my partner for the past couple years and he was my sense of home. And so now I felt like he was leaving me and I was like, just lost, completely lost, completely untethered and not really knowing which direction to go. And so we had this long decision-making process of what are we going to do? And it really felt like his soul was calling him to go to this specific school. And I really wanted him to do what his soul was calling him to do. So we made the decision together that he was going to go to this school and that we were just going to figure it out that maybe I would move there eventually. Maybe I would live somewhere else and I would visit or maybe I would go travel. So when I was thinking about, okay, now I don't have to be tied down by my partner anymore. Like he's doing, he's busy. He's doing something else. Now I can really look at what I want to do. And then I had this super hard question of what do I want to do? Like I'm essentially free, but what, what it is, what is it that I want? And that was something that was really hard for me, especially even not having a job at that time. So having a lot of time, but not really knowing like how to fill my time and what it is that I really wanted, what it is that I really wanted to commit to and what it is that I wanted to see into fruition. So I was really struggling internally of like, what do I want? What do I want? And again, these are beautiful problems to have. I think to be able to have the privilege to even ask yourself those questions, I don't take that lightly and I don't take that for granted because I think it truly, truly, truly is a privilege, especially for so many people that never even get to have the space to ask themselves that question or even have the belief that they can have whatever they want. So that was a, that was a huge thing for me too, but it was, it didn't make it easy. It was very, very hard at the time. So when I was thinking, okay, well, what, like, I just had to take things one step at a time. And there was so much unknown. There was so much unknown of like, how long would he be gone for? Would he be going for four years? Like, would I move out there? Like, how can we make this work? And when I came back to like, well, what do I want? What do I want? What do I want? The only things that really came up to me, came up for me were three things. One was traveling. I love traveling. I want to see the entire world. I love writing and I love language. And Spanish was a language that I studied very seriously in middle and high school and was pretty good at it. I was the president of my uh, high school Spanish club. And then in college, I couldn't take Spanish because I was busy with my theater classes, but I've always loved learning languages and wanted to really learn Spanish. So I was like, you know what? I want to learn Spanish and I want to write. I want to write like everything. I want to travel, right? And I want to travel. I want to explore new places. I want to experience new things. And so that was the thing that was coming back for me again and again and again. And so usually when I travel, I have it very planned out. Like, and I am a free person, but I also like to have structure and plan things out. And so when I was thinking about what I wanted to do, I just wanted to travel. And because of the state of the world, because I was feeling so indecisive and not really knowing what I want, not really knowing how it would feel to travel at this moment in time, I didn't plan out my trip at all. I had an idea of what I, where I wanted to go, and I had you know, my interests and my curiosities, but I really didn't book anything. I was just kind of like in this mode of like, well, let's just see what happens. And so I 
as you know, and if you've been following along on the podcast the last couple months, I did go on my trip. I went on a three and a half month solo trip. I went through Mexico, Guatemala, Peru, Costa Rica, and then ended my trip teaching at this experience magic retreat in Puerto Rico. And it was a beautiful trip. Again, beautiful, but internally it was really hard. Internally it was hard because I didn't have a home. There was still so much unknowns with my partner um, and still didn't really quite know what new direction I was going to go down. And I was grateful that I had the time to kind of figure it out. But that trip ended up being a lot about really digging into my past and really digging into the emotions of my past and the emotions that I had never really processed. Um, And so I had actually started therapy for the first time in April of this year. And that has been such a process, such a journey of really uncovering layer after layer after layer. And like I mentioned, I was the type of person before my behaviors, the type of person was really to go, 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 to rush things, to quickly do things. And I realized that all of that really comes from a trauma response. And what I had to learn in therapy was to really be slowing down with the process and to really not rush it and You know, even when things didn't make sense, I would give it time to make it make sense later. So simultaneously, while I was like learning this in therapy, it was also being mirrored in my personal life of really living in that space of the unknown, really living in that space of the in-between where nothing was figured out, nothing was solved, but I really had to live in that and allow it to be okay without rushing to fix or change anything. So... Some of the lessons that I learned throughout this year, you know, all of that being the truth of of what happened, of of what is happening, I think a couple of big things that I want to point out is, again, this theme of truth and really reconciling with the fact that multiple truths can exist at once. And again, I don't know if there is one truth, if there is an absolute truth. I don't know. I have no idea. But what I've seen in the world and from my own experiences is that So people can have their own truths and people can have very different truths. And so in order to understand what is true for you, you do have to look inside yourself and you do have to look at your experiences and the way that they have shaped you and really understand like what is my actual truth. And sometimes that is a process of unlayering, of uncovering, because what I've learned from my experience is that sometimes what I thought was the truth was not even the truth. It was just the conditioning or the layer that was on top of me, but wasn't really me, wasn't really my true authentic soul, wasn't really what, you know, what I wanted, what was my truth. So a book that I actually want to recommend that actually helped me kind of grapple with some of these ideas was Sapiens by Yuval Noah Harari. And in that book, he talks about the history of humankind and just talks about how different civilizations and societies were formed and how the civilizations and societies kind of created their own truth. They created their own religions, their own gods, their own beliefs and ideas and What he talks about is that like when there's a group of people, they can kind of decide together what is their truth. And then if everyone believes it, that becomes the truth. And whether that's the absolute truth or whether that's 
just a creation of the mind, who knows? But that was a book that kind of really helped me conceptualize what was going on today in our world and how to grapple with all of these different ideas at once. Another thing that I learned is that your internal and external experience can be so different. So even though my life was beautiful on the outside of, you know, being able to go wherever I want, being able to travel, being able to have time, being able to have time to write and to be with the people that I love, it was also internally really difficult. And, you know, I, I had to grapple with that reality of two. And so wrapping all of that up, um, I want to get into how creativity has helped me this year and how my relationship with creativity has evolved because this is something that I love so much about creativity that it's an ever-evolving practice. It's an ever-evolving relationship and you can never learn or know everything about creativity. It is the mysterious force of life. It is life force. And so as long as I'm a human, I will constantly learn and uncover new things about creativity and deepen my relationship with her. And so some of the big things that I learned with her this year and previously, I had kind of thought of creativity as like something to create, something to produce, something to make of value. And so I was really looking at creativity, not as the process itself, but the product. And I will be the first to admit that because I was trying to push out poetry books and my one woman show and trying to just push out all of these things so that I had something to show and to share. And while that's beautiful, I think when you don't take time to really sit in the process, when you don't take time to allow the process to lead you where it wants to go, you miss out on these opportunities of going deeper and finding something really beautiful there. So one thing that I did this year, this was my goal for 2021, was to have a daily creative practice. So that was doing something every single day that was engaging in my creativity. And the way that I did that was by doing my 10 things. And I talked about my 10 things a little bit on this podcast. I've been sharing them on Instagram, but basically every day I write down 10 things from the day. So that can be a moment, a thought, a word, a feeling. It kind of ends up being like a short form diary where I'm kind of looking at my day and thinking about what I did, what I thought about, like what's going on in my life and just kind of bullet point number them one through 10 and just write a sentence, a phrase or just a word. And so doing that as a daily practice has taught me so much, really committing to a practice, having it be consistent has really taught me so much because when you have something that is consistent, you're then able to create a container around that. You're able to create these boundaries in a sense that then creativity is allowed to flow and you're able to learn so many things within that. So a couple things that I learned is one, it's so interesting to have like a record keeping practice and to really allow yourself to look back at your life and the truth of your life and see what was true and see what was going on for you. And something that I've uncovered recently is that this is a practice of paying attention and creativity is a practice of paying attention. Writing is an act of paying attention. When you're writing about something, you are paying attention to it. So if I'm sitting here and writing about this cup of tea that's right next to me, I really have to look at the details of the tea. I have to really notice it. I have to engage my senses. I have to be present. And something that I've uncovered again throughout this year is that my definition of love 
is paying attention, to be able to look at something else, to see it, to take it in, to experience it, that is an act of love, to be paid attention to. And so for me, writing is an act of love. Writing is an act of love for myself. It is an act of love for my life. It is an act of love to be able to process and reflect and experience and be able to share it with others. So my 10 things really taught me that, that you know, to be able to write down 10 things every day, I have to pay attention to my life. I have to pay attention to what's going on. I have to notice the things that I wouldn't notice previously because now I'm being open and aware of what is going on around me. My 10 things also taught me that creativity is a sensual practice. Creativity is engaging your senses. It is using your sight, your taste, your touch, your sense of feeling, your smell, all to create this experience as a human being. And so that's been really beautiful lessons for me to learn this year of just deepening my practice. And although I do my 10 things every day, I also, you know, write a lot and I've written more than I ever have in my life. But I look at the end of the year and I'm like, well, what? I haven't produced anything. I, you know, I haven't, I have like, there's nothing that I can now give to you, but it's more about the process. You know, I have all these writings of, of what I was feeling and going through at that moment. And, um, Another practice that I do is at the end of the year, I, I like to write in my notes app. Like I'll just open my notes app on my computer and just type and it just feels so good to let it all out and flow. And so then at the end of the year, I'll copy everything and put it into one document so that I can kind of go through it and just see the evolution of my year. And that's a really great way to process as well. So I did that and just just to see like where I was at at different moments um, was really beautiful. So as we're wrapping this year up, I want to turn the mic over to you and share some questions that you might want to ponder on, reflect on, maybe write about. So you can just get out a piece of paper and jot these down or save these for later. But what did you learn in 2021? What did you learn? What was hard? What was easy? What was your internal experience? And what was your external experience? What is your truth? What is your truth? What is the reality you are creating? What are you creating? What did you pay attention to? And what was paying attention to you? So you can use those as any time just to spark ideas or if you wanted to just write those down and reflect on them later. It's a beautiful way to really just see what was paying attention to you, to see what was present in your life. And as we know, creativity is an act of presence. Creativity is a form of truth, of your truth. And it's okay if your truth looks different than someone else's truth because it is yours. So that's all from me. Thank you for being here for me in 2021. Thank you for listening to these episodes. I hope that they inspired you. I hope that you took something away. And I hope that you were able to create more, create for yourself, create for the universe, create for your communities. 
And if you've listened to this podcast all year and you want to support me, you can rate and review the podcast on Apple. It takes about two minutes and it's really, really helpful just for me to see who's listening, to see who's cheering me on because we all need that support. We all need that connection. We all need that community. And thank you for being that for me. I hope that I could be that for you. So thank you. Have a beautiful New Year's. We will be back next week with another episode into the first episode of 2022. And I can't wait. And I will see you then. Thanks. Love you. I hope you enjoyed that episode and thank you so much for listening. If you liked this episode, please feel free to share it with a friend and tell them what inspired you. Or if you'd be so kind, you can rate and review the podcast. And when you do, I would love to gift you my free guided writing meditation that will connect you to your creativity, yourself, and your spirituality. Just go on over to my Instagram at Leah Van Doren. That's L-E-Y-A-V-A-N-D-O-R-E-N and send me a screenshot of your review and I will send over the meditation and I would love to hear your thoughts. Stay inspired, stay creative, and keep shining your creative soul.